In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Die Stars Tomorrow. I'm your host, Aileen, and I am joined by a very new dad who also happens to be your favorite guest on DST and celebrity trainer, wellness guru. Welcome back to DST, Jordan Saya. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be back. I am stoked as well, even though I don't use that word. I'm very stoked. Um, the last <laughs> time you were here was January. Can you believe that? That's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking earlier today about the last time that I was in the the office, which I feel like must have been 2019, maybe, maybe, tw- maybe 2020. But like, how crazy no, not is 20, that? Maybe 2020, like as in the before March. Yeah. Wait, yeah, when yeah. was the pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> like, when was the pandemic? <laughs> um, yeah, possibly insane. Um, but we have a new office, so you got to come. But you oh, don't even you live a in New, new York. Office? Yeah. I know. I know. Is it is it a bigger office now? Because you guys are just like crushing it. It's a bigger office because wow. yes, we are crushing it. And knock on wood. And um, it's just fun and cool and la- and our when you've recorded in person, it was like we had a podcast room. We called it, which was like yeah. a meeting room that we turned into a. Stu- we built out a real studio. Did you really? Oh yeah. Wow. And crazy times, but also your life has turned upside down since we spoke in January because you became a dad. Yeah, it's amazing. I got a little girl. She's all, I was just upstairs playing around with her. My wife was like, be careful, be careful, be careful. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like two and a half weeks now. So, you oh know, my God. A, a brand new infant, like They've got no stabilizing muscles at all. So Are you training her already? It's just, just like a blob. So I'm just like, I'm trying to get her to like, to like focus on holding her head up. And, and so I'll like. You're, you're po- giving her core exercises. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I've got in brand for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'll make her dance to like uh, different music, like the Rocky soundtrack and stuff. So it's, uh, it's great. We're having an awesome time. Two and a half weeks. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show two and a half weeks into fatherhood. I really appreciate it. Of and um, just for everybody listening, Jordan is here because he agreed to it. I did not force him to come to the show. <laughs> He's happily doing when, the show. When you ask me <laughs> to come on a podcast, there is only one right answer. There, There it is, is no yes. like, <laughs> there is, is yes, it is absolutely. I'll make it work for you. Like, let's do it. Yeah, there's no other option. I appreciate it. And everybody was so excited to hear from you. So, okay. What has it been like being a dad these last two weeks? Or rather, what has it been like preparing to, to have this new baby in your home. Like how, how has it been? I mean, it's been amazing. So, so I've always, you know, I get a lot of questions about this stuff. And one of the common questions was, how did you know you wanted to be a dad is that I've known my whole life. I wanted to be a dad. Like since mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was like, I cannot wait to be a dad. Um, so I've always known I wanted to be a dad. And I'll tell you this, here's one of the common questions people have asked me. They say, can you believe how much love you have for this little human? Like, isn't it just like, it doesn't mm-hmm. that take you by surprise? And I feel like this is a really common thing, but like it has not taken me by surprise at all how mm-hmm. much I love her. And it's one of those things where 
when she was like the moment she was born, like, yeah, I got like super emotional, mainly because it was like I'm meeting her for the first time. Right. It's a rush. From the moment I found out my wife was pregnant, that's when that next level of love happened. It was like from Mm -hmm. the moment, like, because she, I knew she was pregnant before she knew. I knew my wife was pregnant before. Yeah, I knew. I could tell immediately. I was like, you're pregnant. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, you're definitely pregnant. And so she took a pregnancy test and it said she wasn't pregnant. And and in my mind, I was like, no, she's still pregnant. Like, I know. I know it. And so then a few days went by. You could smell her hormones? I I could just, I knew it. I like, I knew it. And I kept telling her, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And then a couple days later, she started to feel like she was having a head cold and she was about to take some medicine. She was like, you know what? I'll take another pregnancy test just in case it was a false negative. And mm-hmm. she took it and it said positive. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I, f- I knew it. And she was like, no, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to take another one. And she took another one. And it said pregnant. I was like, I told you. She was like, no, 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 it doesn't necessarily mean she took another <laughs> one. And it said pregnant. I was like, and she like her jaw dropped. But I knew and like I took pictures and videos from that day. And from that moment, like that next level of love was there. So like, it's, I'm not surprised I've lived with it for over nine months now, but like, it's amazing. And I, I love it. It's also to be fair, like very difficult. Like it's super Mm -hmm. hard having an infant in the house and (laughs) changing your entire schedule. And I'm, you know, I'm doing like a lot of the late night feeding. So I will do the feedings from, uh, until 1am. And let mm-hmm. my wife sleep. But even then, she still has to get up and pump and all this stuff. Like, so yeah. even though she's sleeping, it's still, she still has to get up and she's way more tired than I am. But to be fair, like, every, a lot of people always talk about how amazing it is. And it's amazing. It's incredible. But it's also fucking hard. Like, it's oh, really, yeah. really difficult. And I think the first three days were so difficult, especially for my wife. Just like so many hormones and emotions and all this stuff going on. It was, I was taken by surprise at how difficult those first three days were. But I mean, it is amazing, but also it's very difficult. It is. Yeah. Very difficult. How is she doing? Is she? She's great. Yeah. Well, she's good. I should clarify who Mo- mom Neeners. How yeah. is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> she's good. She's doing well. She, the first, you know, honestly, the hardest part about the first few days was the breastfeeding. Um, yes. I didn't know how fucking hard breastfeeding is. Like, mm-hmm. And people told me, I had some friends be like, hey, just so you know, like it can be really difficult. And in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I didn't know how absolutely devastatingly difficult that could be. Not mm-hmm. to mention having to wake up every couple of hours and continue to do it and try and figure it out and have it be painful and all that. Like it mm-hmm. was just intense. It's so that was- and emotionally demanding and draining. <laughs> yeah. It, and For so sure. and as the husband, it's like, I want to bear some of the load, but it's like, she can't suck my nipple. Like, <laughs> like she can, like, you can milk anything tried. with nipples, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> can you milk me, Greg? <laughs> it's actually funny. Like when she was, when she's really hungry, she'll still try and suck my nipple. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was doing skin to skin and stuff, like she would still uh-huh. try and like suck, but I was like, no, sorry, it's not going to work. So. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Nothing's but, coming out of here. <laughs> but I mean, she's, she's doing really, really well now. Um, the doctor explained something that I had never heard before. The doctor said near the end of pregnancy, serotonin is like peaked. It's super high. And mm-hmm. then almost immediately after delivery, it tanks. And so that can really play a huge factor in in um, like what feels like or, or what are horm- uh, hormonal mood swings and all of that. But I think the most difficult part was just, you know, this outrageous lack of sleep combined with trying to feed your child in a way that can Mm -hmm. be very painful, very emotionally and physically taxing. And as the husband just watching, literally unable to do anything except like offer to help in some way, it's like, it was Mm -hmm. also, it was difficult. I was like, I want to help, but I can't. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I I know, I'm sure she knows that and that you're being very supportive. No, it's definitely a really hard time. It's a sacrifice unlike many other sacrifices. Um, but the love that you talk about, it's so funny because I was thinking about this too. It's like such a, it's also a different love in the beginning because it's like a protective love because like mm. all you really do is all you're really taking care of is like this child's physical needs. And then mm-hmm. like once they like are older, like my daughter's now one. And so she, 
her personality has like emerged and like it's a different love because it's like a person you now know mm. and you're like, like how did i not know this person a year ago and like i made this person it's not something that you're meant to wrap your brain around that's for sure it's a I can't very believe she's already won that's crazy I know what is. Can time? you really start to see her personality coming through? Oh yeah, she's like the sassiest girl on the block. <laughs> is she really? Yeah, she's yeah, she's very funny, animated. Just it's and I always ask our her nanny. I'm like, are all kids like this? Do all kids do this? Like she's like, must a lot of kids do this? But I, I just want to like know how she's unique, you know? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And like, what is taken from me? <laughs> And I just, it's its such a unique experience. So you're in for a fun ride. The beginning is definitely challenging. I just hear her crying. Has it gotten more difficult, less difficult, equally difficult in different ways? Like how, how has it become? It's really, really, everybody has a different experience. Also, yeah, also like yeah. the type of help you have and whatever you choose to do, breastfeeding or otherwise. So like if, if she decides to breastfeed for like a long time, then um, it's going to be a little bit harder because she's attached to the baby yeah, for a very yeah. long time. That's really difficult. Um, but it, it's up to six months. I think that's when I started to feel like myself again. Mm. So just for some, you know, advice for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult in a different way. But, it, but the sleep is the, the game changer. So once yeah. you get sleep... You feel like you, things are just a little bit more doable. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that know. makes sense. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So 
So what are some highlights so far? What are some things that like you really just did not expect or are, are how are, I know you, you wrote something that like people are like asking the most about like the breastfeeding and what has that been shocking that people are like so intense about that? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting. I feel like I have a unique, a unique perspective because I feel like most people online who have larger audiences who share around like childbirth and, and that stuff, I feel like it's mostly women, which would make sense. So like, for me to be sharing it as a guy and as the husband in the relationship and, and my wife not having like by her choice, not wanting to be much on social, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of the questions that I think mostly mm-hmm. women would get. And I'm sort of like taken aback by some, I mean, some of the assumptions that, I mean, first and foremost, my wife is breastfeeding. Second, regardless of whether or not someone breastfeeds is, is irrelevant. It like, it really doesn't matter as long as the baby is able to eat and is getting fed. Like it's the most important, mm-hmm. but I get like I, people being like, why did she choose not to breastfeed? I'm like, first and foremost, it's a weird fucking question. To ask a stranger. Second, <laughs> she is third. It doesn't matter. So it's just like, but a lot of like right. very invasive, but I think that's, you know, the name of the game with social media where people, they are very emboldened to say and ask things that they would never ask in person face to face. Without even saying hello. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Hey, my name is so and so. Hope you're well. Like, so what's going? Like, so like I couldn't Why imagine. Breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine, for example, like sitting next to someone on the train in New York, seeing them bottle feed their child, and then just assume, oh, so why didn't you decide to breastfeed that kid? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I just couldn't true. imagine that, right? Whereas, like uh-huh. online, you see, like. Because I'm doing a lot, of, I'm trying to do as many of the feedings as I can, especially at night, so that like she can sleep. Because I'm sort of a night owl anyway, so I'm more than happy to do like the one a.m. feeding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let her try and sleep. So people see me bottle feeding at one a.m. and they just assume that she's right. not breastfeeding. And I'm like, well, you can pump still. Which I mean, my wife, she says like talks the funniest things about that. She's like, I just feel like a cow, just like oh you know, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's a very, that's a, you feel like a cow, you're being milked. I just couldn't believe how much milk is coming out. Like uh, yesterday, I, cause I have the office and then I, we have the apartment and my office is fortunately in the same building as our apartment. And so we have, oh, that's uh, convenient. <laughs> it's super convenient. And, and so we, we needed more space in our freezer in the apartment. So she was like, Hey, could you bring this breast milk downstairs to the office freezer? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I go and like, there's a huge amount of frozen breast milk, <laughs> just like bags. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. how did you even get these into bags? Like how are like, there's like oh, there's a pounds and pounds of of frozen breast milk that I'm carrying down to the office. She's like, I could, and I was like, this all came from you. (laughs) I was like, you, you milked all of this. She's like, yeah. I was like, that's crazy that all of this came from you. It's insane. I know that is amazing too. That like, it's confusing though. Also like, you're like, how, how is this life? Are we, we're animals. Yeah. Um, Has like the lack of sleep affected, you know, nutrition or like, do you guys feel like that's the last thing on your mind? Like, you know, your regular sketch, because I mean, you obviously are in the wellness industry, fitness, yeah. talk about food. And, you know, you show videos of your wife, like she was always walking while she was mm. pregnant and staying yep, yep. Um, active. So like, has that just turned everything upside down? I mean, you guys are two weeks in, so I assume yes, but. So here's the thing. So it's a great question. I come from a place of, you know, this is my job. So it's never the last thing on my mind, right? Like it's just Mm -hmm. based on my, I've been doing this for almost 20 years and all that. Like it's never the last thing, but for the, from, from the last month of pregnancy. So like right around eight months until about yesterday or so I had gained about seven pounds just because the Mm -hmm. entire last month we were ordering out like basically every night. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we were staying up and talking and, oh, this is going to be so great. Da, da, da. And then the baby's born and, and I'm doing late night feedings and I'm having four ice cream sandwiches because it's one in the morning. And I was like, fuck it. I really like ice cream sandwiches. So it's <laughs> like, so I gained about seven pounds over the course of the, those probably six, seven weeks. Um, and then I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to go on a little mini cut. So I literally just decided to do that yesterday. Um, so I want to show people that even though I'm going to be sleep deprived and even though like I have a newborn and all this stuff, like I'm still going to be able to lose the weight. But the the best part about once you know how to lose weight sustainably, gaining those five to seven pounds, it doesn't matter. I know a lot of people would freak out if they gain that weight because they don't know what to do. But for me, it's like, mm-hmm. I know what to do. It's not a problem. I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to get back on track. I'm going to get my calories in check. It's not a big deal. It doesn't cause me stress or anxiety because I know how to do it. I think the issue that a lot of people have is they don't know how to do it. So then they add in this new stressor, this new crazy life stressor, like an infant. And then mm-hmm. now they're like, well, I've gained this weight and I don't know how to do anything about it. And I'm not getting sleep and I'm more stressed out. So it, it sort of compounds. But because I've done this for 20 years, like five to seven pounds, like it's not a big deal. I'll be able to lose yeah. it in the next four weeks, no problem. And and be able to sustain it. It's just with the the last month or so, month and a half, I was just enjoying myself with my wife. Like I'm not going to, when she's nine months pregnant, I'm not going to be like, no, we're not going to order out. We're going to have this home cooked meal. It's like, (laughs) no, you want to order Chinese? Let's get Chinese. You want to get pizza? We'll get pizza. Like fine. And like, I'm not going to order it for her. And then I'm going to have this little like green salad. salad. Like, no, it's like, I'm going to eat it with you. And like, oh, like, because it's, these are memories and this is like part of life. So I was more than happy to punt on a little bit of weight over the last month, knowing that, yeah, whatever it is, I'll, I'll be able to lose it. So, right. um, so yeah, it's, it's, I've been enjoying myself thoroughly and now it's time to sort of get back on track. That makes sense. Is how does, I feel weird calling her Neener, so I'll just call her your wife. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know my, my wife, we've had, so early on before my Instagram and social media took off, we <laughs> said her name publicly, but, um, yeah. at, as things started to get bigger and bigger and bigger, she started to get some messages from people just like, you know, people are crazy online and mm-hmm. my wife, you know how some people like, I love being like the center of attention on social media. Like I love it. I enjoy it. I like putting myself (laughs) out there. (laughs) I love that. It's fun for me. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. My wife hates it. She doesn't like being the center of attention. She doesn't like, like she, it's scary for her in many ways. So Mm -hmm. as things started to build, she was like, I think we should not say my real name and all that. And so um, I used to call her Nini because when we first started dating, she would always like order paninis. And so right. first I started calling her panini and then paniner and then neener and then nini. And so um, so neener. that's what we call her on social media just because okay, she, she wasn't comfortable with that. Nini, okay, my wife, neener. whatever you want to call her. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so she is kind of, so she's, you're, well, you're not supposed to really work out until at least six Correct. weeks. But I remember feeling like six weeks, like that's too <laughs> yeah. soon. Like I can't even, I don't want to move yet. Like I still feel like my hormones are wild and like, I just can't even think about it. But then I also remember feeling like, so like you still feel pregnant then. And it's just like such a mind, like a mind fuck at that time for like the, the person who just gave birth. So I, I wonder what that's going to kind of, how that's going to go for her because she's married to you and (laughs) just like like whether or not she's gonna be like oh jordan like can you tell me how to do (laughs) whatever but i don't know she knows so my wife um she loves fitness like she she actually and that's actually how we started again like long before my my social media took off she started following me we we dated for a day in sixth grade like so we knew each other from when we were young kids (laughs) um but she started following me and because I was posting fitness content and we would interact because she loved health and fitness. She loves working out. Mm-hmm. So um, she knows when she's ready to get back to working out, I'm here to help. But I also have colleagues who specialize in postpartum nutrition and right. fitness and that. So I told her, I was like, listen, I'll help in any way I can, but I would actually rather. So I have a colleague, her name is Stacy Shadler. She's amazing. She's like every, she, anytime I have questions about, um, postpartum or, or, or like anything around having children with fitness and nutrition, she's who I go to. So I'll just set up a call with Stacy and my wife so that she can get going on that. But I mean, my wife did an amazing job of, of just walking and staying active throughout her pregnancy. She couldn't lift even though she wanted to, because she had, um, trying to remember the exact terminology, something to the effect of like an anterior placenta. So, so something was wrong where like, uh-huh. They were like, you cannot lift heavy because this, the, the doctor was like, 
not everyone, like some people can lift heavy when they're pregnant and it's not a problem, but because of where your placenta is, we don't want you lifting heavy. So she just walked the whole time, which was great. And she had a very healthy pregnancy, but she's very excited to get back into it now or as soon as she can after about six weeks. And I'm just going to set her up with a colleague who I know is way smarter about this than I am. Cause that's not my specialty. Right. Is it, is it, um, no. And that makes sense. Cause obviously it's like such a specialty postpartum. Yes, it uh, is. is it, having seen her like gone through all, all of this, like, do you have a different approach or thought like viewpoint on like women and how amazing we are, but like also just like, the the body and like because you are obviously in fitness and you understand like muscles and all of that but like is do you have a different perspective on f- fitness at all having seen all of that so i'll start by i'll start with the easier question which is like the the fitness aspect which someone asked do you have a different perspective on strength training for women and i was like no it just more solidified how important strength training is for women especially mm-hmm. in terms of being able to push your child out of your vagina, like <laughs> that is insane. And like, obviously I've known for the vast majority of my life, that's where babies come from. It's like pushing out, the, but like seeing it, oh my right. God, like that, that's a like, holy shit. And, and it's funny. My mom always laughs because anytime someone ever got like hurt or a cut or a, I was always a kid. I was like, can I see it? I want to see it. Like, I like, <laughs> like I always wanted to see that stuff. So right. I was sort of excited to watch and like it was, but I mean, that seeing the effort involved and how, oh my God, like it just solidified how damn important it is to strength train because mm-hmm. you need to have that strength to be able to do that. Um, so that's number one. But then in terms of there's, there've been a bunch of different things that I've been thinking about since, since pregnancy, uh, or watching my wife give birth. But number one, the, the, the female body is pretty fucking insane when you think about it. Like it's, it's unbelievable, like all the shit that you can do. And I I've said numerous times since all this happened, but I'm like, if guys were the ones who were getting pregnant and giving birth, like our species would not have survived because I would have just <laughs> would have tapped out immediately. <laughs> like, nope, it's done. So nope, true. two generations. Like, no, we're that's it. We're not doing this anymore. Um, yeah, it, I've caught myself walking around the street, and so this is this. I I've caught myself having more empathy for people because I'm walking around the street, and I'm I'm like every single person I'm looking at was once this cute little infant. It came out. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Like you every single walking. I, I've, I've just, I'm like, every one of you was like pushed out of a vagina or who knows, maybe you had a C-section, whatever, but you were taken out and you were a, a cute little baby and everyone was loving you. And like, yeah, maybe now you're sort of an asshole, but like, <laughs> like, but like it's, it's interesting. Like when I see from that perspective, I I've just had more empathy and like, man, every single one of you was birthed by a woman every single one of you there's not a single person who wasn't birthed by a woman period like it's just it's crazy it's crazy so like i've been noticing that and it's and obviously it's one of those things that sounds ridiculous when i say it but to like really think about it and having seen it it's like man this is crazy it is it's real that's what i'm saying it's like hard to wrap your brain around and i don't know if we're meant to because it just reminds us that like we're aliens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was funny when she was birthed, like, you know, I wish I sort of knew that the head might be a little bit misshaped at first. And like, cause I, I no, looked at like the doctor and they, yeah, it was so weird. And it was like a little bit like a cone to the side. And I looked, I was like, is that normal? And the doctor looked at me like stupid guy. Yes, that's normal. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> but the crazy part is within like two hours, her head was like back to it. Like it morphed back to what a normal head looks like. And I was like, how crazy is that? This child gets pushed out of a tiny hole. Its head deforms to get out of this hole and then reforms <laughs> hours. Like, that's crazy. I know. I know. I The thing that got me, like, really, you know, I could, I had to stop thinking, you know, like, I had to turn my brain off is the beginning of, like, getting pregnant. And, like, what's, it's like your body is just programmed to just start growing this yes it just starts to grow like the program starts you know like (laughs) like you were coded like i was just thinking of being like this like robot like i was coded Mm -hmm. and 
like the things happen doot, 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 and then all of a sudden it just starts to grow and you don't really have to do much yeah to, like it just goes and I, that i could not i was like like ferociously googling like the pictures of like what like a fetus looks like like little yeah. tad, like tad and there's not much research on it because you can't do research yeah. on pregnant people but I was that part really stressed me out. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about strength training. <laughs> well, also, also like we had the app that was showing you like yeah, th- it's the size of this right now, and like the first one was a poppy seed. It was like she's the size. I have of, a and, lot and, of those on my bagel. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like now it's like she's a real human that I'm like. It's crazy to think that you were once the size of a poppy seed inside of your mom. And and this is another cool thing about women. This is sort of like trippy when I first heard it. So a woman is born, a girl is born with all of the eggs inside of her that she'll ever have, which means that, so my daughter has, my daughter has my grandchildren Grandchildren. inside of her already. How crazy is that? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. Insane. It's just like a wild, it's a wild ride to be human. <laughs> but I do want to talk about strength training because um, you were talking about how important strength training is. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've had so many different people on this show, fitness people, um, talk about different approaches to growing strength in your body. Mm-hmm. And I had a question submitted, which I also think is, in, I want to get to that, but about this, but like there's a lot of like low impact strength training, like really low weights. And we've talked about it, but now that I'm kind of just have explored re-entering strength training since having a kid. Um, Like there's this low impact, there's like small weights, there's just body weight. There's all these like programs like tonal where it's like all resistance stuff from a wall and it's like progressive and then there's like power strength training. How do you know like what is good for you as a Mm. woman? Because also I just, the, the question that I wanted to add on to this is that somebody submitted like, like Megan Roop was on this show before and she, she has like very like two pound weights, like just lots of full body stuff and people like she seems very strong. People get really strong that way. But there's not, there's none of that for men. There's mm. like no type of workouts like that from like targeted to men. Um, so how, how do you know what's right for you? Like, how do you figure that out? Yeah. So it's interesting. 
you bring up a really good point. Like, why is it marketed to women like that and not to men? Mm-hmm. We could look at many aspects of, of the world and society. Like, why are so much of these things marketed to women, not to men? And I think a lot of it is based on buying behavior in terms of mm-hmm. like women are more likely to seek out help than men are. In terms of like women, I, I, the vast majority of my clients are women. That like mm-hmm. about 80%, 80% of my clients are women, even though I'm like the strength training guy and like, like the vast, because these women want to get strong, but a lot of guys, they're just like, ah, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Right. Which is like, I think it's very common. Um, also, I think if we look at these different types of, of programs, the reality is this, everything works. Mm-hmm. You just have to find what, what you enjoy the most. And the issue with this marketing is that they all say they're the best and this is the right way and this is the only way. And he- here's my problem with a two-pound weight shtick. Here's my issue with it. It's not inherently bad and there are many ways to do it to help improve your health. My issue is with the people, and I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to trash anyone, but there are some people who say, and women who say this, not men, women who say women should not lift more than two or three pounds or whatever it is. And I'm like, you're part of the fucking problem. I'm like, most women's purse weighs more than two pounds. How much do you think a fucking hold. baby weighs? Like, yeah. You're saying you shouldn't lift more than two pounds. Meanwhile, your baby is born at like six, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds. Like, get the fuck out of here. So, and they say you're going to get bulky if you lift more than that money. Like, you're not getting bulky from lifting your baby up. You're not right. getting bulky from carrying your purse around. Um, so I have no issues inherently with those workouts, but I do think, especially after watching something like childbirth and, and working with so many women, strength has to be a priority. I think for more men, mobility and flexibility should be a priority. Um, generally speaking, as humans, we tend to like the things we're good at and hate the things we suck at. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, men are often better at lifting weights and stronger uh, uh, because of genetics and and their hormonal profile and all that. They tend to be stronger. So they obviously, they prefer to do that. Women are often better mobility and flexibility. So this is why I think often we see uh, more women in things like yoga and Pilates. They're better Mm -hmm. at it right from the very beginning. They're, They're more flexible. They succeed at it more quickly. Most men, you see them in a yoga class, like not all of them, but most men, you see them in their first yoga class, like they can't touch their toes. They're like super uncomfortable. They're like, fuck this. They just go lift more weights because they enjoy it more because they're better at it. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we have to switch it. Like more men need to be doing stretching and mobility and yoga and more women need to be lifting some heavy damn weights. And that doesn't mean you need to be lifting 700 pounds, but you need to be challenging yourself to be lifting heavier and getting stronger because the things that you suck at that one of my favorite quotes from Louis Simmons, rest in peace. One of the most amazing strength coaches of all time is you're only as strong as your weakest link. The weakest link on the chain is what's going to fail first. And once that thing breaks, then you're done for a lot of men. It's a lack of mobility. It's a lack of flexibility. And that's when they end up getting in in a huge amount of pain and discomfort for women. It's often strength. Uh, If you've ever seen someone go through osteoporosis, like you've seen people go through hell. If you see people like one of the major leading causes of death among older people is they fall and they break mm-hmm. a hip or they uh, they can't get up off the toilet. It's one of the main reasons people are admitted into these like old like these uh, nursing homes. They they can't get up off the toilet. And often this is more women than men. So we need to be making sure that women are strength training and lifting more than two damn pounds. If you like these two pound workouts, great, go for it. But don't neglect also lifting heavier and challenging yourself to lift heavier weights. It could not be more important for especially for women. Okay. I'm following up with this. Is somebody also submitted a question like, do I have to follow like a program? I know progressive training, me personally, I know progressive training is important, but like, how does one know what they're supposed to do? And me personally, like I really, I've obviously always, I've done strength training. You've trained me. I I always get into some issue where I injure myself or an injury flares up and then I have to stop. And then I'm fucked again. (laughs) I'm like, now I have to start over with like the pushups and I have to start over with the core things. And I'm like, I can't be consistent and I can't, I, I can't be consistent with the strength stuff because cardio kind of is easy. Like you just do it, right? Like you just do, okay, I start walking. I can walk faster. I can walk faster. It just kind of makes sense. The strength is just feels more elusive or just like, just feels just so much more intimidating. Mm -hmm. 
and I don't know, maybe I'm overcomplicating things, but how do you like stay consistent? And this is also another question, but how do you stay motivated? How do you stay consistent? And I know you just do it, but you know what I mean? How do you like know, how do you make this part of your life? Yeah. So it sort of goes back to the initial question, like, do you have to follow a program? No, you don't have to follow a program. You don't have to, but if you want to stay more consistent, it's going to help you if you follow a program because the program it's why is cardio using the example you used, why is cardio sort of easier? Well, you get on and you do it and you can say, okay, well, the last time I walked at a speed of three today, I walked at a speed of 3.1. Next time I walked at a speed of 3.2. It's objective. You know, for a fact that you've gotten better or you can look at your heart rate. Oh, look. And when I was at a speed of 3.5, my heart rate was here. Now I'm at a speed of 3.5 and my heart rate is here. So you can see these objective facts about your performance mm-hmm. that's improving. And you could say, oh, last night I had two bottles of wine and my heart rate is way higher when I'm going at a speed way lower, maybe I should tone down the wine a little bit, right? So you can see these objective facts about cardio. And it's the cool part about it is it's simple. It's like you're on a treadmill or you're on the elliptical and that's it. But once people get in the strength training room, one of the issues with all these Instagram workouts, is people are doing these crazy exercises, twisting and turning and jumping and skipping and hopping. And it's like, well, which one should I do? It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes from my buddy, Ben Bruno. He said, effective strength training is doing the same 15 to 20 exercises over and over and over again until you die. (laughs) That's it. It's like, it's really boring, just like being on the treadmill or being on the elliptical or being on the bike. It's boring, but it's that one thing. And you could change how you go on the treadmill. You could change the speed. You could change the incline, but it's still the treadmill. Like Mm -hmm. same thing with strength training. There are a handful of exercises that you do over and over and over again. And you might change the speed or the tempo, but the main goal is over time, try and lift a little bit heavier, lift a little bit more under control, maybe do a few more repetitions. And that's how you track your progress. Now, if you don't know how to design a strength training program, then either find a free one on Google, there's thousands or Mm -hmm. hire someone for a one-on-one coach, or you could do a a lower cost group coaching option, but follow a program. That's how you stay consistent. It really helps to have someone say, this is the exercise you're going to do. This is how many sets and reps you're going to do. Here's a video of how to do it. And that way you can say, oh, cool. When I started on week one, I was doing this amount of weight. Now on week four, I'm doing this amount of weight. Oh, I've gotten stronger. This is exciting. I'm going to keep going because what drives consistency and motivation is progress. Mm-hmm. drives the uh, for someone to say, oh, wow, I want to keep doing this is being like, oh, it's working. If you don't feel like it's working, then why would you keep doing it? I, I, I see your point. I think that with cardio, <laughs> I, but, I'll, but I'll raise you one. I think with cardio, it's, <laughs> it's simpler because you have one heart, right? With yeah. your body, you have lots and lots of muscles. Yeah, and like you fair. said, there's lots of different marketing or different like exercises that target different types of muscles. 100%. And so when you're saying like follow a, a program, again, I'm speaking from experience. I, I overthink everything as a woman, um, but I overthink <laughs> um, it. And I'm just like, what muscles are more important? Like when, like what matters most for me to do? Am I supposed to be doing full body, like, should I have leg day, arm days? Like, and Mm. I remember you in the last episode we went through in January's episode, if anybody wants to go back to listen, you go through like how, if you do five days a week, this is how you should break it out. If you do three days a week, this is how you should break it Mm -hmm. out. But for me, that's the kind of complicated part of it. And I, I don't, I just, (laughs) that's an amazing question. And just so you know, I've never heard anyone articulate it that way before. I love that. That's a really, really succinct and clear way to articulate how difficult it can be. And there's something called the curse of knowledge that (laughs) once you have a certain amount of of knowledge about something, you forget what it was like to be a beginner. And Mm -hmm. so that that helps me a lot to understand, okay, maybe what are people struggling with? And I would imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, when you're struggling to figure out, well, which one should I do? Should I do upper lower? Should I do full body? Should I do like body part splits? Should I do three times a week? I would imagine you're thinking which one's the best. Like which one is the best? Is that right or no? It's what's the best, but it's also like what can I sustain for a while? Like what workouts will I enjoy? Like you said, and what workouts will make me not get hurt? And I've worked with trainers who have knew all of my like all the shit that I have, and also post pregnancy I have new shit. So I'm just like 
I know I just am anxious about starting because I just think that, oh, like, I don't even know what, what's the right thing to do. And I'm just going to have to restart in a couple months anyway. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Um, all of that is valid and it makes total sense. The, the most important thing is not what is best. The most important question is what can you sustain injury free? Yeah. That's the most important question because the reality is I don't care if you do upper lower splits. I don't care if you do full body splits. I don't care if you do body part splits. I don't do, care if you do push pull leg splits. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you know what any of those are. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't matter because if you can't do it consistently and sustain it, none of it will work. And as long as you do it consistently, you will make progress. So I don't care who you're following on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. I don't care what they're saying. If you can't sustain it, it's not a good program for you. Period. End of story. Totally. So, so the question is, which one can you sustain? So I like to say when you're just starting out, two to three days a week of strength training is a really good place to begin. I think it's very sustainable and you can do like, so here's what I'll say. Um, if you're going to do two days a week of strength training, I would have two full body days of, of workouts. But And a lot of people hear full body and you're like, I, I'm now I'm trying to think of in terms of the questions you asked. There's so many muscles. How do I know which ones to work, right? Full body. Oh, my God. That workout should take about 45 minutes. Like it uh -huh. should, it, 45 minutes. And you don't – you can have one – this is where when you do two workouts a week, you don't want to do a, a body part split. The majority of your exercises should not be focusing on – teeny individual muscles. It mm -hmm. should be full body movements like squats. They're compound squats, Romanian deadlifts, push-ups, rows. So that's four exercises mm -hmm. right there, maybe one or two more, and that's your day. And that's it. Right. And that's it. So it's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's not it it's the complicated part is learning this because when you mm -hmm. don't know this, you think, okay, what should I do? What exercises? What does this work? Is this going to hurt me? Is this not going to hurt me? The th uh, an important thing to learn about if you're if you have an injury or pain somewhere, you should never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever work through pain. You can always work around it. But if you have pain in a like, and we have to distinguish between good pain and bad pain, but if you are injured, there's no reason to work through it. If anyway, if a coach is ever like, oh, come on, just keep going. You're like, no, this is actually really hurting me in a bad way. Then that's a bad coach. You don't work through it. You work around it. You find something that doesn't cause you pain. For example, I'll give you an example. Recently, I had a, a hip flexor strain for, that I got from jujitsu. So I couldn't do uh, certain lunges uh, because a lunge, as I went down, it was really hurting my hip flexor. But I realized that if I did a curtsy lunge where I actually went to the side and back, my hip flexor didn't get hurt anymore. Like there was no pain. So I was, all I had to do was instead of doing a walking forward lunge or a reverse lunge, I did a curtsy lunge. Cool. Now there's no more pain. So mm -hmm. it's just, you change the variation and people are like, oh, well, curtsy lunges are better for this and reverse lunges are better for this and forward lunges are better this, for this. It's all a fucking lunge. <laughs> they all, they're right. all lunges. They work right. the exact same muscles. I'm going to do the variation that doesn't cause me pain in my hip flexor. So that's it. Like there's not a single best exercise for glute growth or a single best exercise for arms. It's like there's tons of exercises that work. They're all great. You just don't want to be in pain when you do them. Yeah. No, I agree. The working through pain is makes sense. And learning the difference between whether it's like pain that – but what's good pain then? So this is a great question. So there's good pain and bad pain. Yeah. The, the easiest way for me to describe it is the bad pain is the pain that immediately takes your breath away where you have like a sharp shooting pain where like as soon as you like maybe even on the first rep, like on the very first rep before you're tired or fatigued, you're just like, oh, that like that's a sharp shooting pain. That was not okay. The good pain is you've been going through the set. There hasn't really been any pain. And then on like set on reps, eight, nine, 10, you start to get this burning sensation in, in your muscle and you're okay. like, Oh, that hurts. But and it's not fun, but it's not like a sharp shooting pain that's taking your breath away. It's more just uncomfortable. It's discomfort. 
that's your muscles working and this is normal and it's okay and it's safe and it's not it's not it's something to be fatigue. worried about there's muscle fatigue pain it's two different mm-hmm. things it's sort of like if you're on the treadmill it's not comfortable when you start going really fast your heart is a muscle your lungs are working really really hard like sometimes it'll start to burn but you keep going because it's not an issue. But if you're running and all of a sudden you get a sharp shooting pain up your back, oh, I got to stop immediately. You know mm-hmm. the difference inherently between good and bad pain. It's the bad pain is it has nothing to do with the muscles working. It's, it's almost always to do specifically with like a, a sharp shooting pain. Could be a muscle pain, could be a spasm, something, but it's a sharp shooting pain. It is not muscle fatigue pain. Right. And I think also a lot of people confuse all those pains for progress. So yes. that like goes yeah. back to the original kind of discussion where like cardio, it's kind of easier to monitor progress with strength. It's a little bit cloudy. Like it's just a little bit harder to discern whether you're getting stronger or not without like a trainer sort of telling you what to do. Um, I feel like that's part of it. For, so, for, so I'll give you a, a couple of ways to understand if you're getting stronger. There, so there's a term for this in strength training. It's called progressive overload. Progressive overload is the process of, of progressively overloading your body, putting more stress on it, which is a good thing in order to get stronger. The most basic way is to tell us, well, are you lifting more weight? Right. So a, a month ago, you were you were dumbbell rowing 20 pounds, and now you're rowing 25 pounds you have gotten stronger. And that's actually a huge percentage difference, 20 to 25 pounds. Like that's a massive percentage increase in strength. So if you're lifting more weight, you're getting stronger, but that's not the only way. Let's say you're doing 20 pounds for eight reps. And then a month later, you're doing 20 pounds for 10 reps. Well, now you've gotten stronger because you're doing more right. reps. There's a, a simple way to calculate total volume of a workout. So it, uh, uh, this is actually very, very helpful. I was going to pull up my calculator, but I turned my phone off. So what you can do is this. Um, you can do this for any exercise individually or of your workout as a whole. But you take the total number of weight that you used and you multiply it by the, t- the total number of reps and the total number of sets. So let's say you use 20 pounds for three sets of eight reps, you multiply 20 by three by eight, and I don't have a calculator, but you multiply all of that. And that's your total volume for that mm-hmm. exercise, right? So you do dumbbell rows with 20 pounds for three sets of eight reps. Well, now let's say the next time you go into the gym, you do 20 pounds for three sets of 10 reps. The total volume went up. You've mm-hmm. lifted more weight. You are now stronger simple as that. And then maybe the next time you do 20 pounds by three sets by 12 reps, or let's say you do, let's say 20 pounds by three reps and you do eight reps for one, eight reps for another set, and then 10 reps for the last one. You've mm-hmm. increased the total volume of the work of the, of the workout of that one set or that right. one exercise. So now you've gotten stronger. This is how we calculate it. So you can also do something that's not as, as objective. Let's say you're lifting the same weight, but a month ago, your technique was shitty. Now you're doing the same weight with a really good technique. You've gotten stronger. These are all ways. So it's actually, it's interesting. There are so many ways to know that you've gotten stronger from weightlifting. It's it's not solely how much exactly weight is on the bar, but calculating total volume is a very objective way to help you understand, okay, cool. This is how much volume I did last workout. And this is how much I did this workout. And eventually you get to a point where volume will not increase every workout or else you're going to drive yourself into the ground, but maybe on a month to month basis, your volume is increasing. So Mm -hmm. if you, if you, I think hiring a coach is a really good idea just because I could, like, for example, Technically, I could learn everything I need to learn in order to represent myself in a court of law, but I'm going to fucking hire a lawyer because they went to school for it and they know they know what they're doing. It's like, yeah, technically you could go online and study and research and know everything you need to know about strength training. But if you've got other shit to do, hire someone who spent their time and money to learn this stuff so you don't have to worry about it. It's like, and I know not everyone has that ability, but if you do have ability, go for it. And if you don't, there are free programs online. Like there's tons of free ones. They're all there. There's tons of free ones. Yeah. I think that also like part of it is the education behind the reason why for, I guess I it's never stuck before is for some reason, like I ask so many questions of all of the different trainers that I have. Sometimes it's on purpose so that we can stall a little, but also (laughs) (laughs) so that I can really learn what I'm doing. And like, I still remember like when you would teach me how to do a row, like Mm -hmm. how to do it correctly. Like I still remember, I retain that, but then the, the why or like 
the understanding of how the body works is very much my <laughs> driving thing. And sometimes it just doesn't stick. Um, and so therefore, so I like I overcomplicate it all and I just get a little bit intimidated by starting. But you definitely have motivated me. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think you would be really happy with this anecdote I'm going to share with you. Um, three, maybe the very beginning of the summer, I looked back, maybe it was like the very end of May. It just started to get nice out. And I was like, I'm just going to go walk. I would walk on this like power, this uh, power, this walking pad inside when it was cold. But like my hips started hurting and I, I was just getting too competitive with the time, like the speed, you know? So I was just like nice out. And I was just like, I'm going to go walk outside. So I was like, let me find a book. And I'm just going to walk outside. So I just, I started listening to this book and I started walking and I walked for an hour. And I was like, oh, so nice. And I have walked every single day with the exception of weekends because I don't have childcare, but I've walked every single day since that day for an hour outside. Shit. I've read more books <laughs> than I have in a very <laughs> long time. And it has now become... Like I crave it. Like I want to go outside. Like it's nice out. I want to go outside. I'm very nervous for the winter. I'm researching mm. treadmills. But um, it's just become this thing. And I'm hoping like my goal is that I want to do the same thing for strength training. I want to just like make it part of like this thing that I crave. And the, the barrier of entry for me still after all of these years, all you have known me for years, is the the comp over complications. I'm like, oh, should I buy a tonal? It's too expensive. Like, what, what do I do? So I, that's that's kind of like the the what I'm sharing. Why I'm kind of asking these questions, and I know so many people have like DM'd asking like, how do I start? What do I do? How do I continue? How do I stay motivated? So I just love that. To share I love that, that you're walking. And that's amazing. That's a huge win. And like from a health perspective, it's the best thing you could do by far. Oh, yeah, getting out walking and like walk by far the best thing you could do. Yeah. And I just um, have the Apple watch and you can like see your pace. And like you, like you said, you could tell, like I was sick for one week. I was walking so slow. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally like just cruising. But then the other day I was like, get competitive. Obviously I was like, wow, I'm hitting new territory. This is, we're getting into 17. And then I'm like, let's keep going. And then I got into the fastest I've ever walked in my entire life. I was like 16. My pace was like 16, 15 or something. And I was like, am I like, should I enter races? Like what, <laughs> what is, like, is when people are looking out their window, do they, do they see me just like a speedy person? Like they don't, they can't see me. It's just like light, <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's kind of just becomes like part of your routine. And so, are, so you, you, are you a super competitive person in life? Extremely. Like I just, it's not worth doing unless I can compete. <laughs> <laughs> is that, do you think, is that like part of like your drive for business? Like you're just super competitive? Yeah, it's, yeah, probably. I just, I just am. I can't, I try, I've, it's perfectionist. It's sometimes it comes with many, many flaws. Um, it's, you Is know. your husband competitive or no? Yeah, he's a little competitive. We don't really compete with each other. I mean, after having a kid, it really changes your dynamic for sure in terms of what you're competing about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's it's more so I think comes from like immigrant child, first generation mm. child mentality. Like I have no no a choice but to succeed. Yeah, so yeah, I must yeah, yeah. compete. Um, <laughs> but but I really, I mean, I really do want to make strength part of my life and especially after having a child like mm -hmm. 
they just get heavier. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly they right. They don't stop growing. They just they just get heavier. And you're just like, I can't carry you anymore. And I would like to. It's a nice bonding experience. But yeah. Do you like that win? <laughs> it, it's it's a huge win. And I hate it. It's like, I know it's not helpful to say, well, don't overcomplicate it, but like, don't no, overcomplicate right. strength. Like it's pick one exercise. So, so for me, I love that goal of like being able to carry your, your daughter. Right. So for me, okay, cool. What's the most important like muscles we can train? Well, we want to make sure that your arms can hold her and your back, right? These are the biggest ones. So a dumbbell row would actually be a phenomenal exercise for you because a dumbbell row, you're training your arm. It's like, think about the position your arm is in when you're mm-hmm. holding her like this, like it's, it's that isometric bicep contraction. And well, also you don't you hold a, make- a big baby like that anymore. Or what do you do? <laughs> like on the side. Like, still, so you still so have big. that isometric control. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, I think dumbbell rows or, or any, any, any row, dumbbell row, no pushups do the opposite muscles. Chest. So put, that's chest and triceps and shoulder. Yeah. So, um, Push-ups are great, but that's actually not going to help you hold your daughter. I would say training, doing Romanian deadlifts, dumbbell Romanian deadlifts to help with your back. Because I bet like if you like sort of sit into your hip a little bit yeah. and like you, you f- you're you going to feel your back. So you want to make sure your back is strong because that's going to help keep you upright and dumbbell mm-hmm. rows. It's like dumbbell rows and, and Romanian deadlifts. I'd say those are the two ones you should really focus on. All right. I'll, I'll go do that. Because <laughs> I have all the I'll tools. I just have, I have all the tools. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Dumbbell rows, Romanian does get strong with those. That's going to help a lot. I'm going to text you after. Okay, we have a I have a listener question because we were just talking about walking. Um, somebody's confused again. Confusion, I think, is like confusion the general in the system. The confusion in the system. <laughs> Should workout running or walking count towards your 10k steps a day, or should those come from neat like the NEAT? Can I say this is this blows my mind how often I get this question. Mm-hmm. Like this is, and, and I realized, cause I used to be, I used to get like, angry, like, why are people asking this? Like a step is a step. But I realized there are some people on social media, some fucking like gurus who are like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, if you're going to get 10,000 steps, then, then the steps that you get on a planned walk don't count. It has to be all from non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. Da, da, da. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Step is a step. I don't care if it's a step on the way to the refrigerator. I don't care if it's a step on the treadmill. A step is a step. The goal is to get between 7,500 and 10,000 steps a day. It doesn't matter if it's, you know what I'll do during my workout deliberately to get more steps in is in between sets of strength, I'll walk around the gym, do a Mm -hmm. set of dumbbell rows. Then I'll walk for my rest period for two to three minutes. Then I'll go do another set. Then I'll walk. If someone's going to tell me that those steps don't fucking count, fuck off every step counts like it pisses me off so much every step counts i think maybe the question then is really the reverse is that is it sufficient enough for like yes. the cardio of 100%. my hundred percent like yes like i don't need to do extra work is what i think this person is saying like does it it's count more than sufficient Mm-hmm. More than sufficient. It's a ama- It's incredible. Absolutely, you do not need to get an extra. Do you know how unbelievable? So if we're gonna, because these people are, are are being nitpicky, these coaches who are saying this, we're let's nitpick non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Neat that is the is the acronym for non-exercise activity thermogenesis is the movement and activity that you get from things that are not planned exercise, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. These people are saying things like uh, that the, all the, the walking has to come from non-planned exercise. Well, okay. Well, if you're parking your car further away from the grocery store so you can get more steps in, that's planned exercise. So those steps don't count. Um, anything that you're planning in order to get more steps in, if you just go on an hour walk outside, just like the, you do, those steps wouldn't count based on what they're saying because that's right. planned exercise. What there's non-exercise activity, what we're really boiling it down to if we're looking in the research is like you could look at things like when you're doing laundry, the steps you're getting while you're doing laundry or you're cleaning the kitchen, that's fine. But there's not that many steps with that. Most non-exercise activity is things like blinking, fidgeting, there's like slight movements that we get. So it's like the way that I can best describe non-exercise activity is we all knew that one kid in high school that was just super fidgety and always just off off the walls, probably like a very (laughs) skinny kid who was like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? They're just like always jumping around. 
they, they just have so much energy. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? Calm down. It's <laughs> yeah. not even necessarily the steps or like your kid, right? When your kid starts to yeah. walk, oh my God. you might you might walk down a hallway and take like 15 steps. But in that same hallway, they'll take 75 steps because they're just like running around in circles around you. It's like, this the is non-exercise. Yeah. It's exactly right. So that's non-exercise activity. That's the, the stuff where it's like people are just going fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of us, <laughs> do you, your life in order to get 10,000 steps of non-exercise activity thermogenesis, you, all you would be doing all day is just like playing around, which for the vast majority of us, that's right. not how life works. Like we're sitting down. We're like, to, if you just get 7,500 to 10,000 steps total throughout the day, you're good. Right. It depends on your job, I think, also entirely. Yes, like a hundred percent. My my like, I had a, I have a desk job technically. My husband would work in a hospital. The amount of steps he would get is actually insane. Like just just, just going. There's no sitting. There's very little Correct. sitting. The sitting Correct. is the the like the the most the, the least amount of things that you're doing. You're constantly buzzing about. So I guess yeah. It, it, I think that people are just like caught up in like. What counts as exercise? Do I need to do exercise on top of the the neat? You know, like the, I think that's really just because we, you know, because it's all people talk about the steps, steps, steps. We have our Apple Watch, we have our Fitbits, we have all of that, and just I guess not complicate it. Just get it in and see see what you could do after. Which that's it. Mm, Try to figure out the strength training thing. Um, <laughs> well, Jordan, it's been lovely. It always is. It's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Share with everyone what's going on. I know. Oh, I didn't ask you about your book. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If people want to find my book, they can Google it. It's fine. It's called Eat It. If you want to read my book, Eat It, go for it. If not, I don't. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Well, I don't care. You're not selling it well. I'm not not here. I'm not. I'm not a salesman. I like. Listen. I have a book out. It's really good. It'll help you develop a relationship with food. It's called Eat It. You want it? Get it. You don't want it? I don't care. I have everything for free on my social media anyway. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> the sales don't, pitch. <laughs> don't go check out Jordan's book called Eat It anywhere books are sold. Um, don't yeah, do whatever it. you do, don't, don't get it. Do not <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> um, and you have all of your inner circle thing. Like how can people, yeah, if whatever, was, don't worry, you, don't, I'm no, not selling just, something. Just I don't want to sell anything. Us. What no. if somebody wants to be like, I want to join Jordan's inner circle. How do I do that? You don't want to join it. You don't want to join it. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want my workouts and me to help you with your fitness and nutrition, you can look at my inner circle, just you know, sfinnercircle.com. But realistically, look at all my free stuff first before you decide to pay me. I like it. The true salesman. And congratulations again for the billionth time. Send the DST love to Neeners <laughs> and your new and mini Neeners, your new daughter. And thank you. All, all of the luck and that good vibes <laughs> coming your way. Um, pick a pick a good amount of TV to watch. You know, during all those late things, those late feedings, and it's going to be great. Well, that is it for today's episode of Die Stars Tomorrow, guys. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for you know just listening to the show, submitting all of your questions. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. You can follow me at Aileen. You can follow Jordan. Where is where, where at uh, Syatt Fitness? Syatt Fitness, yeah, S Y A T T Fitness. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacy Wong, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacy Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.